Listen and subscribe to the Growth Craft Startup Community Podcast on all the major podcast players, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere where podcasts are available. And leave a five-star review if you like it. We need those reviews to grow the show, and it's the easiest way to help us grow the show that you can do right now. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Podcasts or Spotify, and leave a five-star review for the Growth Craft Startup Community Podcast. And tell all of your friends who are entrepreneurs to take a listen. And thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Growth Craft Podcast, which is designed with the startup founder in mind. We are committed to growing your connections to the GrowthCraft advisors, increasing your engagement with the GrowthCraft community, and growing your knowledge about all the benefits that GrowthCraft can provide for you and your founding team. We can't wait to bring you along on this journey with our guest today. Here on our podcast, we interview startup founders, advisors, and others about their journey, their process, their product, and just as important, their interaction with GrowthCraft. My name is Tom Livy. I'm going to be your host today, and uh, my co-host and, and partner in crime, Hassan, is on vacation. Um, and even with him being on vacation, I know he would welcome you uh, as well, Cheryl. But I'd like to welcome Cheryl to the podcast, and and quite honestly, just really jump right in, uh, Cheryl. So, why don't we start with just by you, I, you know, kind of introducing yourself and your company and and who you are? Sure. Thank you, Tom. Uh, my name is Daryl Barbado. I am the co-founder and president of a company called Talent Retriever. We've been in business for about 19 years and um, as you know, kind of play dual role, an advisor and a founder myself. So I'm um, excited to, to be here today. Um, our company is focused in the talent acquisition or recruitment space. And, you know, our, our real belief is it takes a great team to build a great team. So um, what we have done over the past 19 years is developed a company that is um, works with many companies as an extension of their own company, understanding what they do, their vision, how to bring people into the company um, and introduce uh, you know, what, what it is they do to people that they might be targeting to bring in. So our recruitment model is very different. We are not a contingency-based firm, so we're not being paid commission. We really work as a professional service. So in um, early stage companies in particular, some of the things that they focus on are you know, bringing in really critical leaders or key people into the company yeah. when they hit an inflection point. So, you know, we, we say you might have exhausted your um, friends and family and networks and really need to find a way of how do you um, work with somebody that's dependable, understands your needs, um, understands the urgency and the quality. Um, and we go out, you know, and identify those people and bring them into a process and then work with our partners to um, get them hired. And, you know, we, we, work on our own um, platform uh, that we use. It's not our own, but we use EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. So we refer, refer to that as the right person, right seat, really getting what do we need, develop what that is, and be able to bring the right people in. So first of all, that, that was 
a lot, right? Number one. Sorry. But first, no, no, it's quite all right. But I was, I was thinking to myself, as you were talking, I was like, oh, I probably should have mentioned that you are a growth craft advisor as well as, as an owner of your own company, but you did that yourself. So I think that was great. But uh, the other thing too, I mentioned uh, that I, I wanted to point out uh, just from a sales and marketing perspective, and I know you have a bit of a marketing background, which is probably why you did it. But I think the name of your company is brilliant. I, I love the fact, like Talent Retriever. I just think that it's so it's so identifiable and so clear, right? Like you, you know what, what your company does even by looking at the, uh, at the name of the company and it's creative though. It's not like simple, like we hire people. So that like, you know, we hire people, the name of your company is, is obviously obvious too, but you did it in a very creative way. I love the name of your company, but. Thanks Tom. It's kind of a, kind of a funny story to, you know, I co-founded the company with my husband, Dave, his background was in recruiting. Mine was in professional services marketing. Yes. And, you know, there have been times where we've had the back and forth of who came up with the name. It was definitely me. We have the, <laughs> you know, he was writing down my notes on the paper. So it's his handwriting. It was me that came up with it. So uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, we entered into what we do at a time where there really was a need for a change in the recruitment space. So, you know, I mentioned the key leader, but we do a lot of um, ramping teams um, as a company gets funding, being able to uh, get them the people that they need to take the company to the next level when the board pressure's on and so forth. Um, in a way, you know, we understand how to work with those companies, flexibility, et cetera. So, um, yeah, the, the talent retriever name, it's, uh, it's something that we love. It hopefully does explain what we do, but, you know, there was a, a thing called RPO or recruitment process outsourcing, just developing, um, probably going back about 20 years ago when we first got into this. So, you know, really coming in to disrupt the way people were used to doing recruiting, um, was our mission. So you just said something that prompted me to think, so how long have you guys been operating talent retriever? Um, in, this in, is our, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. This is our 19th year. So. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So it's not, so you're not exactly in startup mode, but you do work with startups, right? So like, like that's, that's one of the things that, um, that you strive for. Like I'm assuming Correct. that there's a lot of a startup opportunity where it comes from funding and they all of a sudden need to, you know, blow up their, their whole workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And what we've, you know, I feel like we're always in startup mode because we're always trying to, you know, make improvements and you will call it, I think we're on Talent Retriever 4.0 right now. And really what we, we do is look for ways, how do we improve our process that's going to help our clients work effectively? And that means you know, making sure that we hire the right people to our team based on a very, very set um, criteria. And that means they fit our core values. They have some skills, but we actually are able to take somebody right out of school, train them to be a recruiting under our process and have them up and running as a full lifecycle recruiter in 90 days, which is, um, you know, we consider it a, a talent retriever certified um, person. And, um, you know, so we've got that. And then we've got people that have 25 plus years of experience. And when our clients engage us, we really want to understand, um, we'll do a needs assessment, understand what their needs are, what their timelines are, and come back to them with a plan that is somewhat customized to them, which includes what kind of members of the team will they need that will work collaboratively together, as well as with um, our clients to be able to achieve those goals. So, so this is probably one of my favorite questions, right? And I'm not sure you're going to remember this far back, Cheryl, because <laughs> one of my favorite questions is talking about, like, what started this for you? Like, what? why all of a sudden did you wake up and say, 
I can't manage dealing like I can't I just can't work for for these recruiting agencies anymore or these headhunters or right. join us online via Zoom at the Growthcraft Startup Community Founders Forum each third Tuesday of the month at 4:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Look, advisors and founders, we're we're all in this together. Building relationships with your peers and entrepreneurship is just as important as connecting with experts and advisors. Each month, every third Thursday, we'll meet online via Zoom to share ideas, get support, support each other, and talk about universal issues that nearly all startups share. We'll celebrate our victories, chat about challenges, and then break out into small groups to address a timely topic of interest. It's a great way to meet like-minded entrepreneurs. Check out the links to the third Tuesday events on the Growthcraft website and join us at the Growthcraft Startup Community Founders Forum in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. You mentioned Dave Dave was the one in the recruiting world. So what prompted him to come to you and say, we've got to do this better than there than this other than all these options right now? Like what did that look like? Well, tell me how like how that came to be. You because what prompted my my question too was the fact that you had said that the name of the company was written down in Dave's handwriting, right? So something kind of cattle kind of catapulted that conversation, right? So can you talk a little bit about what yeah, your uh, process was from, from going from zero and to I, now? I remember like it very well, years. actually, um, because I had, I think I had a, a three-year-old and a newborn baby at the time. So um, it's very, and a job, a full-time job. So it's it's um, very much in my head. So, you know, it both Dave and myself knew, you know, we wanted to do, be, we, we had an entrepreneurial spirit, wanted to do that, didn't know that we would ever do a business together. So, you know, Dave was the one that kind of set out to say, look, I am sick of doing what I'm doing in the recruiting space for so many years. I, you know, he had done contractors, um, opened offices in New York, full-time people, mostly in the technology space and said, we got to do something different. So we kind of put our heads together. My background had been in, um, at the time I was working for many years in um, specifically law firm marketing. So legal marketing and business development, which, you know, that's a professional services environment. So, you know, what I brought to the table was let's think about this model a different way. And it's very relationship-based, you know, customer service-based and and more than just let's get a body in a seat and be, you know, what I call, some might not like this, what I call a people broker. I've got a job, I've got people, I got to put it together and that's how we make our money. So we were really looking for a way, um, looking for a way to do that, do that differently. Um, So, you know, Dave was the one that kind of quit his job first, started, you know, banging out things, walked around, you know, kind of talked to people he knew, here's what we're thinking, got some projects started. I worked um, pretty much just at night, putting our marketing together, kind of helping him to build, you know, sort of the foundation of the company. And um, over time, as that took off, you know, I eventually left my job after probably three months or so, um, because the, you know, late nights till three in the morning, you know, at the computer was was getting to be a little bit much. And then we just took the leap. And um, it's, you know, it's definitely we're in a business that is cyclical. Um, and our model is a little bit different. So, you know, having been through downturns in 2008 and 2020, you know, we're going through some, you know, economic changes right now that are challenging. You know, we sure. understand how to navigate those um, both, you know, as ourselves being business owners, but also how to advise even on things like hiring and talent management and so forth. Yeah. So, so very, very typically um, that 
that question, and or I should say, the answer to that question is sometimes sometimes part of the uh, of the answer to the next question. So usually, why people start a business is part of why they're the right answer for 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 other people. Like so, so I guess my my question, I'll just ask it straightforward rather than trying to spin it into you know based on something you said. But why why are you the right answer for for recruitment versus? the what what we all and by the way i love and, and i don't take any offense whatsoever to the whole people broker thing i think that is exactly what it is so and i hope anybody listening to this doesn't take offense to it but it is it is true anyway but like so why what what makes your version of this the right answer and 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 let me just preface this by saying i'm i'm a pretty big proponent of it's there's never a right or wrong it's always what's right or wrong for you or right or wrong for me being, and it could be different, right? So there, I'm, I'm assuming there are still companies that prefer that that old method of, of, of recruiting. But, but what would be like? Can you give us like a like a compare and contrast situation as to why sometimes one would be better than the other? Yeah, and there's definitely situations where that makes sense for a company. Um, you know, well, I can give you several examples, <clears throat> but to you know, kind of <clears throat> excuse me, simplify. Um, you know, it's not it's not scalable from a cost perspective, first of all. If a company is going, and especially if we think about where we work a lot in early stage companies and um, VC, PE backed companies, you know, they are looking at costs as well as quality. And if you're going to pay 20 to 30% every time you hire and take, for example, you're building out a sales team, that's a big hit. And um, that doesn't need to happen. Um, one reason. So cost, we typically could save companies at least 40% off of what they're probably used to paying. Now, you know, the other side of it, some companies say, hey, I'm going to build my own internal team. And that's fine. We often come in before they're ready to build an internal team, build some process, you know, get things moving, do the recruiting. So we're executing on that. Um, and then we help them to actually hire and onboard their recruiting team. So then we are, you know, finished with um, with working with them. So, you know, we, we really looked at in the space that required, um, you know, some cost consciousness, flexibility, because they have changing needs, things could switch on a dime. Um, you know, we wanted to build the model around that. You know, some of the other things when we are recruiting, as I mentioned, we really get to understand the company and we, you know, know what their vision is. And then the way we recruit candidates, it's very marketing based. So it's we look at personas, for example, we talk to people if there's somebody in the existing role, we can kind of understand why did they come there? What's driving them? Why? Why do they stay there? Um, and use some of the things we collect there to approach um, others for the, those, you know, similar types of roles. So we're gathering information along the way and um, really working on behalf of the company as if we are inside as part of the company. Um, you know, we're also providing candidate exclusivity. So we are building out target candidates and pipelines for our clients that, um, that, you know, we're not marketing them to other people. These are, hey, Tom, I, you know, you need to hire a sales manager. Here's who we're targeting. Here's where they are in our outreach process. It's very um, programmed how we do that. We don't spam out people. It's very personalized. Um, so those candidates are, we're working um, with for you on your behalf. And if you pass on them, you know, fine, they, you know, kind of move on. But um, we're not saying, hey, I've got a great sales manager. Where am I going to place them? And where am I going to do that quickly? So there is a focus on quality. If um, 
a client of ours is working with a candidate in a recruitment process and we see a red flag, we're going to show them the red flag. Hey, dig in more here. Or they switch what they said, or they, you know, what we're seeing in some of the process looks a little bit off. So you may want to dig in further. So we want to, we want to make sure they're hiring for quality um, with urgency and um, with cost in mind. Join the Growth Craft Startup community online via Zoom each first Tuesday of the month at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time for Expert Tuesdays. With Expert Tuesdays, you'll hear from one of our top-notch expert advisors and thought leaders in an informative workshop or presentation focusing on a topic important to emerging and growing companies. From sales and marketing to storytelling and leadership, in this hour-long monthly session, you will be able to connect with the GrowthCraft community, advisors, founders, and others. And you'll learn entrepreneurship skills you can apply to your startup project uh, right now. Check out the links to the GrowthCraft website to join us on Expert Tuesdays in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. And thanks. Yeah, and and, and to your point, and and I, I've because I've, I've I've hired through some of these other style of, of recruiters and to your point about just getting a body in the seat sometimes they don't sometimes and i'm sure that there are others that are very good at what they do so i'm not i'm not making a generalized statement of all yeah. of them but sometimes they'll literally just fill a seat and then they make these promises of like well if they don't work out within 30 days 90 days whatever it is 100 days then we'll replace them for free well it's not really for free because even if even if they don't charge you their fee you're still taking up time, money, and effort on your own part to get somebody trained up. And like, it still costs you money even to replace that person for free. Whereas the way that you're looking at it, involving somebody embedded in the company that's, that's going to bring in the, the company into the, uh, into the interviewing cycle, I would imagine at, a, at much better intervals, like at, at better stages. And then you're making a much more, um, a much more qualified decision versus interviewing 20, 30, 40 people because the, the recruiter is just pumping resumes at you. And you just, you know, and then you end up hiring one of them because you just don't, don't want to do this anymore. I, and I'm not, I, I'm, no, again, you, I'm hit not on, you hit on so many key points there that I did, you know, fail to mention, you know, what we're doing is we are saving um, hiring manager time. So if you're, you know, your company's just getting started or it is wearing a lot of hats. What we don't do is pump a bunch of resumes. We are um, finding the candidates, so engaging them, qualifying them um, based on the collaboration with our client, getting feedback, and then being able to continue to hone in on what it is that they they need. So it's really, you know, we our our drivers are you know lower ratios um, to interview to hire, for example. Um, we want to ensure somebody is going to take a job if an offer is going to be made. So that focus on quality. Um, really is is there you uh, and and then you're a hundred percent right is the the wasted time it's not just the person having to be replaced it's doing that all over again so um, yeah and, and just to give you a little bit of a perspective I think it's eighty two percent of the candidates that are hired by our clients are you know what we call passive candidates they are not they don't know about the opportunity they're not necessarily looking for a job we have really found them and engage them to, to come into the process. It's pretty awesome. It, it feels, it feels to me like, like a, a very quick summary could be, you have two ways of doing this. One would be trying to pick the lesser of evils. The other would be picking between the best, uh, be, be, between 
the best qualified candidate, although all like you, everyone's qualified, you, you've narrowed them down to, so it's really just a matter, it's not the lesser of two evils, it's picking the better candidate or the lesser of two evils. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and look, some people like that contingency model, it's fine, sure. they say, hey, I wanna, you know, I wanna hire, you know, work with you, and then tomorrow I wanna have 20 resumes on my desk. That's right. not what we do, and we're very um, straightforward about that. But what we can do is some companies know, are used to that. I don't know who has time to do that anymore, <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> We've come in because, and really we're advising, you know, you think about it, we're talking a lot about execution, but, you know, there's been instances where a CFO will say, here's my hiring plan. I need to hire a hundred people in the next 90 days. Meanwhile, there's 10 people at a company and there's no way that they will be able to process that many people. So we really work with them to go, okay, let's like take a step back. We look at things from the business perspective first, not just what do you have to hire? It's more like, what are you trying to achieve? You know, where are the biggest holes? What are you missing for opportunities? And how do we start to alleviate that in a way that makes sense? So, you know, starting with that advisement um, rather than, yeah, 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 just give me, give me the, the jobs to fill. So it's, it's definitely different. It's a consultative model, um, which is how we're building process along the way, along, you know, for our clients, they might be interviewing. So we'll talk about what are the questions you're asking? How are you scorecarding? How are you calibrating to know that everybody's making the right decision? Yeah. So, so based on most of this conversation, I think I can, I might be able to answer this next question myself to a certain degree, but I, I, I guess that's why we're here on the podcast is to ask you these things, right? So, uh, so, so what is, what does the engagement actually look like from a logistics standpoint? I mean, does the person physically, like, do you bring somebody in physically, put them in somebody's office, um, or, or remote, if they're all remote, I get, I understand that, but I'm saying it, like, like you mentioned earlier, being embedded in the company and does, is it always one person? Do you, have, do you, do you put a whole team in there? Are the engagements usually long-term, long, uh, short-term? Yeah, so, so we actually so, have, what, um, what does that look like? <laughs> we have, we have, we have, um, three, basically three models. Um, just we, I mentioned about a key person or key leader. That is something that we will provide a flat fee for. So, you know, instead of going to maybe somebody would go to an executive search firm, it's really, um, we've made this for, for value-based cost, um, you know, a cost model for companies that are in the early stage. So it's critical. They may not have the ability to, um, to pay that kind of money. So we flat fee key person searches if you've got a singular search. Um, we have a managed services, which is essentially an, you know, fractional um, or more outsource model where we have our team come in, we drop in, can be up and running and ramped fully moving um, within 48 hours. Typically, we, we understand how to get into a company and how to get started fast. We say go from zero to 60 as quick as possible. Um, so with that, it could be anything from, hey, we need coverage from, you know, basically a recruiter team that's going to be the equivalent of two days a week of recruiting um, and up from there that we discover based on a needs assessment and understanding what the scope is in the timeline. So um, we come up with basically here's how many days worth of recruiting you need in a week or a month and um, plan that way through a scope of work. Um, third model we have, which, um, you know, this is if you've got somebody usually in place that can manage somebody, we have these embedded recruiters and we just drop in our team members to be managed um, specifically by the client. So rather than have us manage it and do, you know, more of the advisory work, these are people that are going to come in, execute. And we do that at different levels, anywhere from 
Um, fractional, which is just, you know, a day a week could be a head of recruiting. So a really strategic person um, down through, hey, I need somebody more on the junior side that's going to help us, you know, look at some incoming and do some sourcing and help us get, um, you know, kind of top of the funnel up, you know, through full life cycle um, to close. So the models, we look at what makes sense best for the company and discuss what the, the best solution might be. Awesome. Awesome. I, I, I actually don't even think I have a I don't even think I have a follow up question for that one. <laughs> uh, so we'll 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 shift gears a little bit. Um, we are on the Growthcraft podcast. You are a uh, one of the core advisors in, in Growthcraft. So let's talk about Growthcraft a little bit here. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. About let's. So can you from your perspective, like what does Growthcraft mean? Like uh, I, I got about 900 questions I'm going to ask all at once. You don't have to answer all of them, but just so. Um, you know, what does Growthcraft mean to you? Where does it fit in in the in the entrepreneurial world? Why did you get involved? What what is it? What is it like? What attracted you to Growthcraft, or, or how? Like what? Like I said, I can continue on, but I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to find out here, right? Like what? Yeah. Um, what is Growthcraft for you, and and why are you involved? Yeah, absolutely. So um, clearly, by the space that we work in, you know, we have a passion for entrepreneurs and companies just getting started and helping them to succeed. Like we truly, you know, feel like we've built a team to help other companies build great teams. So you know, that tends to be so so critical in um, you know those earlier stage companies in particular. Yeah, it's important everywhere, but it's kind of more personal. I think you know sometimes in in um, in those stage companies. Um, you know, so it was that it was meeting some of the other advisors and, you know, being able to work with companies in a collaborative way with other advisors where everybody is truly on the same page. So, you know, we've got, you know, somebody working, you know, finance, somebody looking at what's their, you know, um, leadership team look like what's, what's going on with sales to work in conjunction and be moving towards the same goals and objectives as a company with a team that's cohesive, that was really attractive to me. And everybody I met um, was, you know, really uh, was great. So, um, you know, I think the opportunity to, to help the companies grow and then work with the team of advisors in a way that's going to do that really effectively. Um, and it's rewarding, you know, just to work with other advisors um, for me personally. I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, when we're interviewing these, you know, the advisors, I'm not sure if I'm going to have an opportunity to voice my uh, opinion on this or not. So I'm going to take <laughs> it now uh, because I think only because I think you hit, for me, you hit the nail on the head, which is if if you're, uh, and I, cause I've been, I've been involved with startups that have had multiple advisors, right? So you have mm -hmm. me as a sales and marketing advisor, you have a financial advisor and you might have an HR advisor. And if we're, the advisors never spoke to each other, we all operated in our own silos and the owner of that small company was like, I felt like half the time they were a messenger, like going back and forth to all the advisors going, well, and especially more so the, the, the financial one, because from a sales and marketing perspective, I'd want to try this and they'd go back to the finance guy. Can we afford that? No. And I'd be like, well, how can you not afford it? Like you, if you don't do it, you're, you're not going to afford anything and, and all this stuff. Right. So I always felt like the, the sales, uh, sorry. I always felt like the owner felt was like a middleman and like, and on occasion I'd ask him, I was like, well, can I just talk to that other advisor so we can get on the same page? And it was like a 50, 50 shot on whether or not the owner of the company right. wanted, wanted us right. to do that. 
Whereas with Growthcraft, we have already built in the mechanism so that all of the advisors can talk about whatever's going on with this particular client, show a united front. So the advice, so the small business and the startup company does not feel like the middleman and they're getting a singular point of advice, right? Like, so regardless of what the advice is about, whether it's recruiting or sales and marketing or finance or leadership, that we are going to present the united front, or even if we have subtle, subtle differences of opinions, we're going to give the owner the the variations of the opinions that we've all already discussed. So there's no mm-hmm. surprises for anybody, which is, I yeah. think, what I love about it. So I think it's yeah. cool that, that you, you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's that's a lot on an owner that's trying to do a million yeah. things to be dealing with all these different people. And, you know, for example, let's say you're doing you're you're trying to put a sales and marketing plan together. You know, we're telling them, go recruit the people, your message is, hey, outsource it. Well, how is that going to help? Like who's and then there's a finance person probably saying I whatever. Um, So, you know, to have that cohesive um, front working together is, um, I think, a real benefit to um, a founder. And what scares me, too, as you just said, um, what ends up happening when they're getting that alternate advice who they go with isn't always the right decision for their company. Sometimes it's just who they like better or who they've been in, in a relationship with longer. So yeah. if I've been there, if I've been there three years as their sales and marketing coach, and you came in in six months are saying you shouldn't be outsourcing this. We can bring it in house. They're going to go, nah, Tom said this, we're going to go with it. And if you and I have never spoke, I, I might agree with you actually. Right. But like, I don't know all the details that are happening behind the scenes. I so I, I do think, I think growth craft is going to, is going to create just this, this really bright shining star for startups that that can can uh, can get things done. All that said, so we're 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 basically wrapping up here. We're getting toward the end of this, and uh, I'd like uh, to ask about things that you have going on that you want the world to know about, right? So, is there anything uh, is there anything that you guys do on a regular ba- basis, or can people follow you? Can they get in touch with you if someone sees this and they say they they really want to learn more? Um, all of those things. So I'll give you kind of a few minutes to put all that in there. Yeah, absolutely. So our website is talentretriever.com. Um, also, uh, we have a pretty active LinkedIn following. So if you, anybody wants to follow us there, that's great. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn, please do. Would love, would love that. And um, we do have a monthly newsletter that we send and um, we do produce a fair amount of useful content. So this isn't just, you know, this isn't anything where just, you know, hey, come buy our services. This is true content, you know, things like what is the true cost of unfilled jobs? Um, how to, you know, five most important things to recruit as a startup. So, you know, the information is useful. So please, um, you know, contact me or just sign up for the newsletter. We have a blog as well. So we would, uh, would love, love people to check that out. And if you forget all of that and you don't want to rewind this, uh, this recording, you can just come to Growthcraft and you'll find Cheryl on Growthcraft too. So totally. <laughs> and lots of information posted there too. So um, yeah, just, uh, would, would love to, uh, love to connect with more people. Awesome. So the final word here, really, um, I, I want to thank you, uh, Cheryl, for, for jumping on, uh, with us here. Uh, you are the first, so I hope it, I hope this podcast was good enough that we can, you know, we can call it the first and, and run with it. Uh, and we don't, <laughs> Me too, to, Tom. <laughs> we don't have to call you back and say, Hey, can we re-record that? No, I'm kidding. We're not doing that everyone. Uh, but I did, did want to thank you very much for jumping on board with us here. Um, uh, and 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 being bold enough to be the first uh, advisor in our in our queue, 
Um, and, uh, and of course, remind everybody that, you know, growthcraft.org is our website. Um, you can find a, a lot of uh, specialty advisors there. Most of our advisors are very unique in their, in their, uh, in what they do. Again, Cheryl being um, the re uh, recruitment and, uh, you know, and personal, uh, what do they call it? Talent acquisition? No, but there's another, uh, human capital, right? Is that another yeah. term that you use? Lots of terms for it. So there's lots of terms for it. Myself in sales and marketing, there's others that, that are, that are there. So uh, we welcome you to join us. We do, uh, you know, uh, forums every month. We do workshops every month. You'll learn, you'll learn a lot. You can ask a lot of questions and a lot of it is free. Uh, we're not looking right out the gate for engagements or anything like that. We're not looking to charge all kinds of money. Uh, so right out the gate, it's a, it's a free community for you to really get uh, your feet wet. And especially if you're new to this, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of people that can help you out in the, uh, in the early stages of this. So Cheryl, I thank you very much. And I appreciate you, you jumping on. Thank with you, us. Tom. I appreciate it. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Each second Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, join GrowthCraft live and in person at Second Thursdays at CIC, located at 1 Broadway, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Located at Kendall Square, CIC features the most engaging entrepreneurial community in the Northeast, right next to MIT and minutes from Harvard University and downtown Boston. With 250,000 square feet of professionally managed, flexible workspace, CIC has every office amenity you could possibly need to scale your startup project. For those of you who are local, or if you're just visiting Boston, GrowthCraft advisors and founders can meet others in our community face-to-face. -face. Join us for an informal social and informational get-together. Meet others, chat with advisors and peers, make connections, and then stay for Venture Cafe, starting at 4.30 p.m. Eastern every second Thursday at CIC. Check out the links to the GrowthCraft website to join us live and in person at Second Thursdays at CIC in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. And thanks.